Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, the program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. I hope you had a wonderful and restful weekend, an opportunity to celebrate the Lord's Day. This week I want to touch on something liturgical. I want to talk a little bit about the glory and majesty of Jesus, and ultimately, maybe by Wednesday, talk about how his beauty and majesty is presented to us most profoundly here in the Eucharist, and about how much the Holy Spirit wants to help each and every one of us to be able to lay hold of and to understand the majesty and the wonder of what we're celebrating, and that this the meal we share, the Eucharistic presence of Jesus, body, soul, divinity present with us, communing and listening to his word, that we're actually entering into the heavenly court where Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, is at the center of the kingdom of God, and he's living in glory before the Father who's delighting in the victory of his Son and celebrating, and the heavens are glorying in the victory of Jesus. And I think sometimes we don't realize how much the Holy Spirit wants to help each and every one of us see Jesus and go more deeply into a realization and live out of a deeper realization of his glory and his majesty and his beauty and and be able to wonder at him. And I think the wonder and joy go together so deeply. And one of the things we need more of today in the midst of the, the shaking in the nations and all the troubles and the discouragement that's there daily in the news of life is to be able to walk and lay hold of the full joy that Jesus promised us. He said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. I came that you might have full joy as well. And part of the joy flows from, or yeah, the, the kind of realization of the joy flows from a capacity and a gift of the Holy Spirit that enables us to see and to wonder at the person of Jesus, his glory, his beauty, his majesty, and to see in Jesus and what's revealed in him, the new creation, to lift our eyes up a bit from the fallen world on occasion, the world, this world that the Lord loves and he's present here, but it's, it's a world, it's a kingdom that's resisting him as well. And we don't yet see fully who the Lord is, but the Holy Spirit can help us. And we see in, when we see the light of the glory of God shining on the face of Jesus, like St. Paul said, it touches our heart and the Holy Spirit enables us to see our own future. We're able to see on the face of Jesus, on the glory that shines from him, the new humanity, the future of the human race and our own future for those who are baptized into Christ. And we can, we're meant to be able to draw life from that. And it's a passage from Hebrews. Hebrews is such a beautiful book and a lot of it really is about the letters very much focused on the banquet of heaven, the celebration, the throne room of God, Jesus Christ as the Lamb and the fulfillment of the, of the liturgy of the church and the worship of the church. But at the beginning, chapter one, verse one is a beautiful introduction. It said, in many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by a son whom he appointed the heir 
of all things, through whom also he created the ages. He reflects the glory of God, and he bears the very stamp of his nature, upholding the universe by his word of power. When he made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has obtained is more excellent than theirs. He's the son. Catechism, paragraph 65, kind of echoes this passage, says, beginning by quoting, it says, In many and various ways God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by a son. Catechism continues, it said, Christ, the Son of God made man, is the Father's one perfect and insurpassable word. In him he has said everything. There will be no other word than this one, as St. John of the Cross reminds us. And then they have a quote here from St. John. God has spoken to us by his Son. He begins by saying right throughout salvation history, one of the things that God, one of the ways God spoke was through prophets. He would give them words, you know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, and the prophets. We'd get insight and glimpses into God and God's nature and God's plan, God's purpose, the chosen people. But in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son into the world when the, when the, uh, the time was pregnant, was, was anticipating and moving toward the full revelation of God. And the beauty of the revelation is that, and God speaks to us, he speaks to us, and his son is the message. This is so important. It's easy to think of Catholicism really mostly, you know, as a religion that has lots of, you know, teaching, commandments, ways of living. It's all true. You know, it's all there. But the fundamental reality is Catholicism is about receiving a person, about coming to know a person and listening to him. And we're made capable of listening to him and being able to draw near to him to understand the message by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit given to us in baptism, because the Holy Spirit's fundamental mission is to reveal the Son to us. And this is the thing that the devil wants to do. What he tries to do, he tries to veil our eyes. He tries to both empty the figure of Jesus, or he'll he'll limit our capacity and reduce the whole journey of a disciple living in the Christian community Instead of living in a vibrant body in the bride of Christ, animated with just radical, passionate love for Christ, it becomes a another moral system that's in the world, of a behavior model of being good, doing good, fulfilling the commandments as the essential thing. And it can be reduced to like rule following almost, right? And the commandments are important, but the commandments are what? They're they're the way of life, they're an expression of our ultimate yes to Jesus. And he showed us on the cross what that means and how it's meant to be lived out. And he's coming. God came as a person, took on human flesh, one of us, so that we could hear and understand. And it's just magnificent. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us understand the words that the Father is speaking to us in his Son. The word that is his Son. And what Jesus teaches us and what he reveals to us, he answers all the big ultimate questions. You know, why we're here? How are we meant to live? 
What's our destiny? And it's all revealed. And it's an amazing thing to think that the whole cosmos that was made, that the writer of Hebrews reminds us here, that really all things were created through him. John as well, you know, the apostle. Other places, St. Paul. That everything was made through him. Colossians, everything was made for him. Everything was made by him. And God's plan was that this whole creation would come forth through his son. And at the crown of creation would be men and women, human beings that bear the image and likeness of God. God's plan and purpose is to, in sending his son, is to pursue this race of people that bear his image, that have fallen from glory, made for glory, but fell from glory and are now orphaned, lost. We can see how every day, just how profoundly lost the human race is without the light that comes from Christ. The constant search and fighting over what's reality, what's true, what's a person, you know, just all those very fundamental things that the human race, in its being in its lost condition, and God sends forth his Son into the world. Jesus said, I come as a light to the world. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Verse 3 here, he reflects the glory of God and bears the very stamp of his nature. So the glorious God who we couldn't rise to, we couldn't grasp, we couldn't see without God's help. He's, his help is total. He gives of the, the most intimate reality of of all eternity is a relationship with the Father and the Son, and he sends his Son because the Father wants a full revelation. He wants his whole heart. He wants the reality of who he is in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to be revealed to us. And so Jesus reflects his glory, and he upholds the universe by his word of power. That means he's upholding you, and he's upholding me. Blessed be God. When he made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. Jesus came to lay down his life, to become a sacrifice for sin, shedding his blood to make it possible to purify us so that he who is pure and fulfilling the Father's call takes his seat at the right hand of the Father and his majesty, his enthroned, his, who he is, he's now enthroned as, as the God-man. Human flesh is enthroned at the right hand of God the Father and he's taken it up into glory. And he's recognized, and the angels and the saints, you know, sing his praise and said, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has obtained is more excellent than theirs. He's not just a messenger. He's not uh, just a higher angel. He is the son of God. Beginning of uh, chapter two, knowing all this, the writer of Hebrews tells us, we must pay closer attention to what we've heard, lest we drift away from it. For if the message declared by angels was valid and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard him. While God bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his own will. One of the themes that runs through this letter is kind of a, a set of warnings. 
Be careful not to drift away. Be careful to stay awake, to not be deceived and to remember. Get your eyes on him. Remember, this is who he is. That's why the writer is describing beginning with the glorious offering and sacrifice that Jesus gives that now is being recognized in heaven and will be for all eternity. And his victory is celebrated. And the, we, the people of God, were baptized into him. And we come to the table of the Lord where the one who is risen, he feeds us so we can be conformed to him. He speaks to us so we can understand what he wants us to do. And we worship and commune together, weak and broken people coming together with one voice saying amen. And we bow our knee to the king and we join the apostles and the patriarchs and the saints and the angels. Everyone's bowing down and giving glory with such joy and gratitude. And they're awestruck by the majesty of the person of Jesus Christ. Again, this is so important. We must pay close attention to what we've heard lest we drift away. There's a lot of drifting away that's going on in the church today. This message was declared by angels. And he goes on to say, it was declared at first by the Lord. The Lord himself communicated who he was. Then the apostles preached it. And then God bore witness through signs and wonders. And then the miracles and the spiritual gifts that he distributed among his people. And that's exactly what he wants us to do today. And what the world most needs now, friends, is for the body of Christ to lay hold of this truth and move with that awe in our heart, that gaze of our eyes on the beauty and majesty of Jesus, and then communicate in and through the power of the Holy Spirit to those we love. God bless you. Have a great day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.